Welcome everybody to Hot Takes on the Lake. I'm Josh, joined as always by your host Nick, and we are two lifelong Browns fans. Nick, this Sunday we will be watching the game live on our YouTube channel. So if you're watching this here on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. If you're listening to it on a podcast platform, make sure to check us out on our YouTube channel so you can watch the game along with us. And that is going to be the Browns against the Houston Texans at Houston. And obviously the biggest story of the game, the debut of Deshaun Watson as the Cleveland Browns quarterback after his suspension has now been served. Of course, there will still be discussion. There will still be talk about all of that. But at the end of the day, the suspension is over. He's getting back to the team. What are your thoughts right now as we go into the week? As we record this, today was the first day of practice, and Sean did not talk to the media, which stirred some uh, trouble I saw online today of the media being mad about it. But, you know, it is what it is. What are your initial thoughts with everything going on and what you've been hearing uh, in Cleveland and nationally and, and whatever about the situation? Well, the first thing is it's very odd that, you know, his Browns debut is only a few days away. It seems like just yesterday that we were talking about, you know, his 11 game suspension. And it just seems like, you know, it's gone by like, you know, like nothing. I know it just, it just happens with getting older in general with everything, but it, it's crazy just how fast it's already come. And, uh, um, you know, it, Brissett turning over the reins to Watson is something that, uh, you know, you knew would happen eventually, like you said. There's still going to be talk uh, about Watson and the suspension, and I completely understand that. Um, it's not just going to, you know, die down after we play the Texans. It's still going to be an ongoing thing, and probably even, in, obviously, into next year, too, for sure. It's still going to be a topic on, you know, people just aren't going to forget about that, and, and rightfully so. I understand it. Um, but, yeah, it's – I just don't think that um, – I don't think the Browns really, you know – care about the outside noise i mean like i said they knew what they were getting into when they gave him a quarter of a billion dollars this offseason you know they knew that they're going to take a massive pr hit they knew on the road and even at home for that matter that there are going to be a bunch of booze when watson's on the field um even the, the lawyer tony busby he's getting a suite for the game and bringing uh, i think like 10 of uh, watson's accusers to the game so that's uh, a whole thing in and of itself too it's like you know, he's actually going to be playing in front of the women accusing him of all this stuff. It's just, I don't know, it's just a, a circus. And I think, uh, you know, even though the Browns haven't been, you know, they've underachieved, you know, they've, you know, so far this season haven't played up up to their potential, I think. And I think you would agree with that. Um, I think the real circus is going to start now once Watson, get, uh, you know, gets in there for the last six games of the season. Yeah, um, I think – you know, we'll probably spend a good chunk of this episode talking about Deshaun Watson. I just briefly want to say to get it out of the way, the Browns need to win this game. Even if Jacoby was still playing, the Browns need to win this game. The Texans are the worst team in the league, and it's one of those years where they are like, whoever the second worst team in the league is, is up here with everybody else, and then there's a huge gap, and then there's the Texans. Like, that's how bad they are. They had to bench Davis Mills for Kyle Allen in their last game. Like, that's where they are, uh, and Kyle Allen did not play well either. Um, they have one win and one tie, and their highest scoring game, they scored 24 points in a loss against the Chargers. 
there's absolutely no reason we should not score 30 points, and there's no reason that we should lose this game, uh, regardless of who the quarterback is. So I just want to put that out there, even without the storylines. Of course, the storyline of Deshaun Watson makes it interesting, going back to Houston, all of those things that you just brought up. Those are all good storylines, but just talking purely about the football game, if the Browns lose this game, it's going to be a disaster regardless of it being Deshaun Watson's debut or all of those other reasons to throw on top of it. Um, any team that loses to the Texans the rest of the year should be embarrassed if they lose. So hopefully that's not us. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, I knew the Texans weren't great, but until seeing their record, I didn't realize how bad that they truly were. Um, and I think a lot of people earlier in the, you know, especially going into this year, thought Davis Mills could have been, a decent quarterback for them. Obviously, that hasn't been the case. Like you said, he got benched last week for Kyle Allen, who's been a journeyman in his short career. So, yeah, this is a, obviously a must-win. Um, you know, our playoff hopes are still alive. You know, at least mathematically. Um, I think it's just going to take a lot of work and a lot of help from other teams around the league losing and certain teams winning uh, to uh, to to get to the playoffs. I still don't think that's obviously going to happen. Um, but still. Regardless if you make the playoffs or not, there's no excuse to lose this game. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the playoffs aren't even in my mind at this point. Like you said, it is a mathematical possibility, but I honestly think that's only because at this point in the season we still – we're just about to reach that point where teams get eliminated, but we're still not really there. So very few teams have been eliminated at this point. I think the Texans are one of the few teams that have. Um, but I think, you know – we would have to win out and have a bunch of help to make it even at 10 and seven, we would need help probably to, uh, you know, we would need like the Ravens Bengals to completely fall apart, apart and whatnot, because there's a lot of AFC North divisional games left for all of our teams. So the, the Ravens and Bengals, like someone's going to win more games because they, we all have to face each other still. So that that's kind of not really top of mind for me, but going into this game, um, Moving to Deshaun Watson now and, and Jacoby Brissett no longer being the starter, uh, I think that, you know, what would be your just kind of your final thoughts? Not that it necessarily matters, but just kind of your final thoughts on Jacoby Brissett, his performance through those 11 games, the Browns' performance through those 11 games, and like we ended up at four and seven. You know, what are your thoughts on how that has all turned out versus what your expectations were? Well, he, you know, far exceeded my expectations. I, especially just with. You know, you can read into it however you want to, but just with the footage that they were showing, you know, during training camp, he looked absolutely terrible uh, in, in training camp. He wasn't hitting guys. He was, he just looked off. And um, I thought it was just going to be a, a complete disaster. Um, but he, you know, exceeded expectations. Like I said, we're still sitting here at four and seven. So it hasn't been perfect all the way through. And a lot of it's not his fault. Again, um, you have games like the Jets game. And the Falcons game that didn't go our way where the defense really let him down after he played well. Um, and there are certain situations where, yeah, he did have a chance to win the game. But, you know, when you put it in the hands of a, ba a solid backup quarterback, um, you know, it's not like it's not the same as putting it in the hands of Brady or Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers to win you the game. And, you know, he's going to try to make a play. He's going to try to force it in there. Um, and a few times it didn't work out. But, you know, Jacoby Brissett, for whatever anybody wants to say about his talent, um, the guy absolutely just, he plays his ass off. He, he gives maximum effort all the time. He's always trying to win. He's a great leader. It seems like the guys love him in the locker room. 
Um, and, you know, you see just in the press conferences, he shows his passion and just his love for the game and, you know, relishes the opportunity. And he fully knew that, yeah, no matter what happens, you know, after the Buccaneers game, it was going to go to Deshaun Watson. And he knew that and still went out there and, you know, like I said, just played his ass off every single time. Um, and he's honestly been arguably my favorite quarterback since, uh, you know, pretty much since we came back, since I've been a Browns fan. Um, you know, the first couple of Baker years were really great, but Brissett, I mean, I've just, I don't know, I've just grown, you know, I, I mean, I've just grown to love the guy, you know? I really hope we can keep him as a backup. I don't know if he can get a job as a starter, maybe for a bad team he can, um, but having him as a second option, you know, God forbid if Watson goes down, um, you know, that's something that, you know, can really help out this offense because he, he showed that he can – he can keep it level. Like I said, he's not that elite guy who's going to make everybody better, but he's just been solid out there. And I really don't think you can ask for much more of him. Yeah, I agree. I think that he's like the perfect example of a backup you love to have, you know, kind of similar to Case Keenum, although I think he would be even better than Case Keenum where it's like, if something happens where, you know, Deshaun Watson has uh, the wind knocked out of him and needs to be out of the game for two drive <clears throat> for two drives, you're not going to be terrified that your backup has to come in for two drives, right? Like, okay, Jacoby Brissett's coming in. I I'm okay with that. And he definitely did exceed expectations this year. If we were going into this year without Deshaun Watson and he was our guy, per se, he was our starter for the year, even under those expectations, I think we would be sitting here saying, yeah, a lot of our losses probably aren't his fault. Um, so... You know, he did a great job, and hopefully, I think he probably will end up as a starter next year, uh, which good for him if he does and if he gets that money, but I would love to keep him as well. I just don't think uh, we'll pay him as much as another team will because there are so many teams in the league that could use basically what we used this year for 11 games. A lot of teams could use that just for like a year, you know, just like we just need a quarterback for a year. There's always a handful of those teams in the NFL, and Jacoby Brissett, you know, he could be that guy for three, four different teams over the next two years. You know, I've definitely seen him doing that. Um, but, yeah, uh, moving on from that, I, I feel like we, we've kind of beat, beat around the bush a little bit here. So Deshaun Watson is uh, starting Sunday, and I don't want to, like, put too much expectation on it because it is his first game back, but I do think a lot of people are really overestimating this, like, rust that he's going to have. Like, he's going to come out and throw four picks or something. I expect him... I'm not expecting to come out and have the best stat line of any quarterback in the league, but I'm expecting him to have a good stat line. Like, he's going to have the best offense he's ever been a part of, uh, debatably the best coaching he's ever had. I don't know every coach that the Texans had while he was there, but even if you don't care for Stefanski, you have to admit he's probably better than what the Texans had going on. Um, and it's the best situation he's been in. So regardless of not playing football for two years, I think he should come out and have a good game against the worst team in the league. I think that's fair expectation. What do you say? Yeah, I think even despite the fact um, that he's playing his former team in his old stadium against those fans that are going to be, you know, like I said, booing the crap out of him all game long, um, I expect him to play play decently well. Um, yeah, I don't think, again, you can expect him to go out there and throw for 400 yards and, you know, three or four touchdowns or anything like that. Um, and also, I don't think um, uh, Stefanski will really just kind of throw him out to the wolves and say, okay, it's your team, go for it. I think, not to put a leash on him or anything like that, but I think, you know, it's a good game to rely on the run. Again, I think this is the team you can just pound in the ground easily, like you said. I mean, whether we, you know, run the ball or throw the ball, I I expect us to have a lot of success against the Texans no matter what. So, um, 
And just being out of the game for two years, I think this is the perfect opportunity for him to come in there, get his bearings again. Um, I expect to see a couple of throws that, you know, like a Brissett couldn't have made, especially going deep down the field. Um, and I also expect to show that athleticism. You know, obviously Brissett um, surprised a lot of us with his ability to get out, of the, get out of the pocket and, you know, get some yards downfield. But Deshaun Watson is an entirely different level when it comes to that, and especially throwing on the run too. So I think you'll see a couple of flashes of those type plays where, you know, if the play breaks down, he can really just, you know, get out, get out of the pocket, use his athleticism, and just really just burn a defense all over the field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that, you know, I would not expect the Browns necessarily come out and just like beat the Texans by 20 points or anything. Like, I'm not expecting a huge blowout, but if you know the over under on Deshaun Watson was two and a half touchdowns, I would take the over. Like, I don't think there's any reason why he can't have a great game. Um, and I know that's not the narrative nationally or even a lot of people locally are going to want, right? Like, to just be honest, there's going to be a lot of people rooting against him, not only in this game, but for the rest of the season and probably for years to come. It is what it is. Um, but I don't think that people should be so blinded by that that they can't recognize, like, oh, this was a very good quarterback and he's probably going to do very well. Um, it's also interesting to think that, you know, this should be, unless the Browns and most people are wrong, uh, who analyze football talent, this should be the first game where the Browns have their franchise quarterback, which like, I don't want to put too much expectation on it too early, but, uh, you know, even in the modern NFL now, how long does a franchise quarterback stay with their team? I, you know, that could, that's a separate conversation, but you know, we've waited basically our whole lifetime to see the Browns with their franchise quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield was almost that we thought he was that for a few years but he ended up you know he played here for a four-year stint it was fine on his rookie contract this is the first time it's someone not on their rookie contract they're tied down here for multiple years a lot of people think he was a top five quarterback before uh the last couple of years when he wasn't playing so it's like can you think of another situation that would qualify as having a franchise quarterback? Like, I can't. So unless he comes out and can no longer play football, I feel like this is the first Browns game we're ever going to watch with a franchise quarterback. That's an interesting feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's been talked to to death. I mean, just the amount of starting quarterbacks that we've had over the years and, you know, you know, from Brandon Whedon to Sean Kaiser, you know, Charlie Fry, all these other guys. Um yeah, Baker Mayfield, at least we thought, especially after that playoff run, we thought he was the guy. Um, and then, of course, we saw what happened last year, um, which was, you know, just just terrible. It just shattered all of our hopes and dreams of finally having, a, a you know, a franchise quarterback and just being consistent and solid at that most important position, arguably, in sports. So it's going to be a weird feeling. Um, and, yeah, obviously, yes, the, you know, all the baggage that comes with Deshaun Watson, you know, he's going to be here for, you know, four or five years. He's just going to be, I mean, you're paying him that much, that, that amount of money. It's not like, okay, well, we'll keep him here for a year. And then if, you know, we can just trade him down the line. It's like, no, you mortgaged all of this money into Deshaun Watson to one guy, fully guaranteed as well. Um, you know, they're going to have to stick with him. And obviously that's going to mean if it doesn't, if it doesn't go well, um, you know, coaching changes are going to have to, you know, come into play. Trading away pieces for other pieces are going to have to come into play as well. Um, so, yeah, I think this is the start of our first era, at least of the new Browns, of, like you said, having that franchise quarterback and just 
at least being stable, knowing who the guy is at that most important position at the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in my opinion, over the next, uh, I mean, even just to play it safe, four years, you know what I mean? Over the next four years, unless Deshaun Watson is hurt or is resting for the playoffs, he should be our quarterback, you know, in any given game. Just knowing that, um, you know, even with Baker, we really didn't know that after like, what, what, in like his last two years, like there was already talk about, oh, his fifth year option. Is he going to want to resign here? All those things. That's something you have to deal with with any rookie quarterback. Like, look what's going on with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens right now, right? Like, they think they have their guy and they want him, but is Lamar going to stay there? Like, we just don't have to worry about literally any of that. And yeah, we had to give up every first round draft pick we own and a quarter of a billion dollars. But, uh, you know, regardless, we have it. So it's just a, a feeling we've never experienced. Honestly, a feeling a lot of NFL teams don't get to experience very often, you know, outside of your Brady's and, and Rodgers and all that. So it's very interesting. Um, and this is just the very first game to kick it off. So it's kind of like a restart of the season, not for postseason hopes, for, you know, for me, but just kind of like a, this is its own little mini season to hopefully actually have fun, like watching Browns games and, uh, you know, every time we get the ball, having confidence. Because with Brissett, even though he overperformed, if we got the ball in a two-minute situation, I can't say I was, like, super confident. You know what I mean? Uh, same thing with Baker. Was never super confident in, like, a clutch situation. But with Deshaun, until he proves me otherwise, I am going to be confident every time we get the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just using his ability to get out of the pocket and run as as well is something that's going to be completely, um, completely new for this for this offense and for defenses to prepare for. Um, yeah, if he can return to the level that he was at, um, then I think yes, and this team is by no means complete on both sides of the ball. But at least having that you know top ten quarterback um, solidified for the next you know for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, that's going to at least give you a leg up on teams. And even if you're playing a bad team or you underperform, you know, you're still going to get those wins over those teams. I don't expect us to drop games like the Jets, um, like the Falcons, even the Chargers this year. Um, those type of games where they could go either way, having that franchise quarterback and having that type of playmaking ability that he has, um, even a fraction of what he, he used to be, um, I think are going to give us a leg up and at least get us past those types of teams and dropping those games that could have easily gone our way. Yeah, absolutely. And even though, like we said, it wasn't necessarily on Brissett, a lot of those games we lost this year, you know, I wouldn't blame um, probably even like half of our, you know, I'm, four or five of our losses on him. But um, if we had Deshaun, even though it wasn't Brissett's fault, if we have Deshaun, maybe he makes up for the defense in some of those games. He makes up for some of these things. Um, that, that kind of went wrong for us, the missed field goals and all of that. Um, we'll never know, but that definitely could have been the case. Um, I also wanted to shout out because, you know, we're talking a lot about Deshaun, but I did want to shout out Nick Chubb as well, passing the 1000 yards in the previous game. And I think I saw he has a thousand first Browns running back in, you know, who knows how long, um, to have a thousand yard seasons the past four years. I think I, I saw that, um, He's still behind a little bit as far as leading the league. Josh Jacobs, believe it or not, leading the league with 1159 uh, rushing yards. Uh, but I think Chubb still has a shot at that at that rushing title. I'm hoping he gets it this year. And he had another great game against the Bucks. And he's he had a couple off weeks. But I think that having Deshaun, you know, if you're the defense of any team, 
It's like, who do you focus on? I can't, I'm sure they're out there and you can tell me if you can think of any, but it's like, what team can you think of that? It's like, wow, they have a potentially top five quarterback and a top three running back. Like that, that's insane. And we have Amari Cooper. Like it's on paper. It's like pretty nuts as a defense. I wouldn't even know where to start, you know, to try to defend us. Yeah, I think, um, and even some of the players have even said this week that they're excited because, you know, even though Brissett had success, a lot of teams were just stacking the box up against Nick Chubb and just, okay, well, we're going to let Brissett try to beat us and just take care of 24, and if you do that, you know, that's going to take a lot out of our offense. You can't do that anymore. You know, they're gonna, he's going to be able to spread the defense out a lot more, open up more, more lanes for Chubb, and, uh, yeah, I, I think – Again, with Stefanski and his play calling, um, I don't want him to, like I said, throw Watson out there too much and just, you know, say, okay, go for it. And, you know, we're going to be throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. No, still, you know, set up the pass with the run. You know, use that bread and butter of Nick Chubb. Use Kareem Hunt, too. I mean, you haven't, you didn't trade him, and, you know, the clock is basically ticking on his Browns career now. So you might as well use him, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the running game is going to benefit tremendously just from Watson's ability to to throw the ball a lot better um and also like I said with his ability to run the ball as well I think they're going to benefit um but yeah I mean Jesus Christ I mean what else can we say about Nick Chubb he is just he's the best running back in the league in my opinion um I don't know he's just he's arguably my favorite uh Cleveland athlete ever you know probably right behind LeBron I mean he's just I love the guy you know he very quietly has 12 touchdowns too yeah I feel like, I feel like he's a he's a guy who always gets his yards, but um, last couple of years hasn't like scored as much as he should. Uh, but yeah, double digit touchdowns, over a thousand yards. Hopefully, gets that rushing title. Um, you know, Freddie Kitchens <laughs> kept him from getting the rushing title that one year with Derrick Henry, uh, just by not using him enough. And uh, yeah, and what can I say about him? I just I, I love the guy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think part of the reason he hasn't scored as much is because we just weren't scoring last year. <laughs> but um, not I mean, because take away our win loss record, we are I'll look up the stats in a second, but we are one of the top, uh, you know, offenses in the league this year. Um, So, mm-hmm. you know, man, it's it's. I don't already want to have regret, but it's like the rest of the league is so lucky that they were able to, you know, get us to seven losses. Because if it, if it, if we had just won like two more games, you know, if it was like six and five, I would be so confident. Uh, but unfortunately, we didn't make it there, and that's our team's fault, our coach's fault. You know, it is what it is. We don't got to dwell on it right now. That's something we can rant, you know, in the in the postseason. But. Uh, yeah, overall, I'm just, like, so excited to see this offense. It's been, you know, it's the most excited I've been to watch a team since probably, like, when we started this uh, podcast, like, beginning of 2019 season when we thought, you know, that was it, right? We thought we were we were good to go. Unfortunately, not quite, but I think this time, I mean, again, I'm more confident in knowing that if I'm wrong, almost everybody who talks about football is wrong because there's no way you can look at, you know, this combination of an offense and think it's not going to be one of the best offenses in the league to end this year and even next year too. Yeah. I think like you said, Amari Cooper, um, I think that's been a tremendous, you know, transaction in the off season to getting him in here and just having a legitimate number one receiver who you can go to. Um, we talk about his route running all the time and his, his hands are great. Um, and he's just a reliable option out there. You know, it, we saw it, obviously it didn't work out with a guy like o- Odell Beckham, um, and you had a guy like Jarvis Landry who was always solid, but 
you didn't have that go-to guy. I mean, and maybe that, again, that could have just been Baker Mayfield's fault. Um, but Brissett and Cooper have a great rhythm, and I think that's going to flourish even more uh, once uh, once Watson is in there and you gets those reps. Um, a guy like Njoku who had the big catch against Tampa Bay, um, and, you know, he's he's really come on a lot better in the run-blocking game as well. Uh, that was an area of his game that was pretty weak, uh, you know, for the past couple of years in his career. So he's come on as a great weapon as well. Um, and then also getting guys like DPJ involved, David Bell, a rookie, uh, hell, even Schwartz scored a touchdown. I mean, it wasn't a receiving touchdown, granted, but still, those types of plays, you know, we saw it a couple of weeks ago when you tried to run a reverse with David Njoku and it just got blown up. But no, if you're going to try to run those plays, get it to the guy who's arguably the fastest guy on the team and Anthony Schwartz. You know, get him into space. Or, you know, these bubble screens that they always run to the tight ends. Try Kareem Hunt out there or Demetric Felton, you know, a guy who is shifty and can, you know, make some moves out there. So... Um, yeah, everything is not perfect still. There's still a lot of complaints. Don't even get me started with the defense. Um, and, and that mess is just, you know, obviously Joe Woods is going to be done, gone after this year. Hopefully that improves things and, you know, just bolster up that defensive line and linebacker. But I think offensively, um, as good as it is now, I think Watson, even coming off of two years not playing in the NFL, I think he's just going to take it to another level. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you said not to get you started, but I am going to get you started because we should talk about the defense. (laughs) Um, The one saving grace of our defense is, I think, one, we they they just had their best game of the season against Tom Brady last week. So, I mean, you talk about, you know, is that their excitement? Is that are they just getting better as the season goes on? Or was it just a fluke? We don't know yet, but they did look good, or you know, at the very least competent. I mean, not only did we win, but when we went to overtime, I think they stopped the Buccaneers. I think they had two offensive drives that were both stalled out by our defense. So, um, you know, even though I don't think – I mean, the Buccaneers have a lot of problems as well, but um, that was good to see. Um, also – Anytime you have a better offense, it's going to make your defense better and vice versa. You know, um, it's not like our offense was terrible or anything. Obviously, we weren't. But I think the defense knowing that, you know, having that confidence that we have that much more likelihood to score, it's more of that motivation uh, for the defense. And I know these. this is kind of more of a, uh, you know, it's not an on-the-field stats or numbers type thing. But I think mentally, when you have a guy that you – trust as your franchise quarterback it does want to make you play better on the other side of the ball because you don't want every loss to be blamed on you you know you don't want every loss to be like well our offense did great and our defense blows like that's already kind of the narrative and now we have our franchise quarterback coming in so uh, I think they're going to be motivated but at the end of the day it's just a lot of those players are they good enough I think that's what we're going to find out we are bottom three in the league in, in allowing points per game at 26 points per game so we got to get better at that, you know, starting this week for sure. Absolutely. And um, I think where it's really going to, you know, make a difference having Watson in there is those games where, you know, we have the lead and our defense miraculously makes a stop. Our offense has never been able to really kind of, you know, put our foot on the gas and just put the game away and, you know, get another touchdown, make it a two score game. Um, unless you, you know, count the jets game, obviously, but um yeah, I think just having Watson out there will be able to, you know, bolster that offense, really kind of not run up the score on people. But, you know, just like I said, put the game away. Don't always have it rely on your defense um, because we've seen that that's just a, you know, a, a recipe for disaster. Um, you know, 
there were a lot of things I liked in the Buccaneers game, for instance, but also, you know, Tom Brady was not the Tom Brady of old. He's, I mean, he's looked that way the whole season. I think it's kind of, you know, I, I think it's uh, starting to look like a mistake coming back again. He probably should have just stayed retired. They still have a lot of talent on that team. I understand Godwin. I mean, Mike Evans, I mean, Emerson was doing a good job on Mike Evans, who's a tough cover for sure. Brady was a little off on his passes when he looked for him. Um, but Godwin was open all the time. It seems like, you know, third down, whenever they needed somebody, Godwin was always open. Um, so I think they had a lot of opportunities to win that game. Guys like Miles Garrett, Jordan Elliott, you know, were able to get in there, get sacks in a timely fashion and really, you know, put that game away for us. Um, but yeah, I think just having a, a better offense won't, we won't always have to put our defense in that position because like you said, they're just been so unreliable, whether it's, you know, letting, um, practice squad guy run all over you or just having guys be wide open because the defensive guys in the secondary have no idea what they're supposed to be doing. So I think from that aspect, the defense is going to, you know, Watson can't play defense himself, but just having him on offense is going to help out that defense just by, uh, you know, not having to put all the pressure on them because they've been unreliable all year. Yeah. And our defensive players just have to step up and make plays. I mean, we have three interceptions all year. That is the second worst in the NFL, only better than the Saints, who only have two. I mean, the Texans have six, like, to put it in perspective. Like, that is insane. Like, I know you're not going to get interceptions every game, but, you know, we got to step it up. And, um, you know, overall, we have one of the worst turnover differentials in the league. And and we're not even a team that gives up the ball that much. So to have a minus seven differential is, you know, really bad. So they just got to step up and make plays. And, uh, you know, every team deals with injuries, but I do think injuries have been a big part of our defense this year as well uh, with a lot happening. And it seems like that's starting to finally calm down and then most of the team's there. I know that I think Greg Newsom's out um, this week. But, um, but yeah, overall, I'm excited to see. And at the end of the day, even if they come out and the defense has a great game, I, I just got to remember it's the Texans this week. So, uh, you know, next week against the uh, against the Bengals, that'll be a bit more of a test for the defensive side. But just sticking to this week with the Texans, there's no reason that we can't have a good game both sides of the ball. Um, was there anything else you want to say about this game specifically before we kind of look for the re- look at the rest of the season? No, I'll, I'll just piggyback on what you said. Yeah, just, just win this game. You have to. There's no excuse not to. Um you know, even a rusty Deshaun Watson, you know, just give Nick Chubb 30 carries. And I think that he can, he can put the team on the, on his back and just give you, get you a win. So, um, yeah, if we lose this game, especially if we come out and just look bad, um, that's, that's not going to be good, obviously. Um, so yeah, just go out there and win this game, take care of business. Uh, it doesn't have to be pretty, but just, you can't lose to this team. You just can't. Yeah. I, I if I was going to give a prediction, um, I would just go, I'm still not going to say it's going to be a blowout because the Browns are just terrible against any time they're the favorite. They never blow anybody out. So I'm going to go uh, 27 to 23 Browns. I still think it'll be uh, a respectable win, not something that's going to come down to the end, hopefully. But I think that our defense just, they got to prove to me that I can have faith in them keeping a team you know, below 20 points because uh, they did keep the Buccaneers to 17. Good, good for them. But uh, again, that proved to me that that game wasn't a fluke so that'd be my prediction but whether it's by three points or 20 points we just have to win the game yeah i agree um i'll go 27 to 14 um you know a double digit win but like i said i don't think it'll be 
as close as that score might indicate. Um, you know, might score like touchdown to really put the game away. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't expect Deshaun Watson to come out there and look like he he used to. I think he'll be good, obviously. But I don't. I think there's going to be some rust, and understandably so. He hasn't played in the NFL for two years. Um, it just depends on how rusty he is. Is really uh, how this game is going to turn out. But I still just I, I have to bet on the Browns. They just can't. <laughs> they have too much talent, and the Texans are just that bad. They can't drop this game. So I still have us winning a, a double digit win. Yeah, and and I'll also just say lastly too on the rust thing. Like I would compare it to kind of how Brissett was in the first game, where like yeah, you know. He might overthrow the ball a few times. He might even have a bad interception during the game. But I don't see it being anything that he can't shake off even by like the third or fourth quarter of this game. It shouldn't be, and I don't think it will be anything that carries on throughout the whole season. And hopefully after this game, we can just kind of let that narrative die would be my hope. We have enough bad, annoying narratives we have to deal with about our quarterback. We can at least shed that one, hopefully, after he plays uh, Sunday. Um Quickly looking ahead, rest of the season, we got Texans, Bengals, Ravens, Saints, Commanders, Steelers. Those are our last six games. What do you think is kind of the uh, the realistic scenario of what you're looking at the rest of the year, just from a record perspective, and then for how good Deshaun Watson's going to be the rest of the year? Um, Like I said, we'll pick up the win against the Texans. Um Bengals, I think we're going to drop that one. It just seems like even though we've beaten, what, them eight eight times in a row, um, I think just on the road in Cincinnati, you know, I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about that one. I think the Bengals have kind of found their found their stride from when we played them before. Um, so I think that'll be a, a loss. The Ravens, you know, I'm not sold on the Ravens. I, I think uh, obviously they're talented, but, you know, I don't think – I really I wouldn't pick them over almost anybody that's in the AFC playoff picture right now. I I think they probably get bounced in the first round, honestly. Um they really aren't anything special, but again, it's it's the Browns even when we're a favorite. I mean, we could easily drop a game. So I think we can we beat the Ravens there. Um the Saints, you know, I, I have confidence about that one. Um Commanders is a tough one because Tyler Taylor Heineke has been playing pretty well. Uh, I think he well, he's like five and a one as a starter or something like that. Um, Terry McLaurin is a great wide receiver. You know, they have some players on there and they're playing really well. Um, and yeah, again, if it's obviously Watson is going to be playing all these games, so it doesn't really matter if we're eliminated by the, you know, for the playoffs by that time. Um, but I, I really think, uh, I really think the commanders could really kind of, you know, sneak up on us if we're not, if we're not careful, that one scares me. And then the Steelers, I, I think we'll win that game. Uh, even though Kenny Pickett had a game-winning drive against the Colts on Monday night, I mean, it's still Kenny Pickett. He still wears he has to wear two gloves when he throws. So I mean, I'm gonna take Deshaun Watson and the Browns over him any day. So, um, and the, again, that's another one where yeah, he's still gonna be playing even though it's the last game of the season, I would assume. Um, so yeah, I think the Steelers uh, that that's gonna be a win. So the one, two, three. Four, four wins the rest of the way out, and maybe the Ravens game I'm kind of fifty fifty on. So I think three to four wins would be uh, pretty realistic, and at least in my opinion. 
All right, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic on that, but I'm still, like I said earlier, I don't have any playoff hopes. I think what's going to happen is my prediction is that we're going to go 5-1. and one. I, I wouldn't, I mean, if I had to pick a game, I'd say probably I'd agree with you, the Bengals game. I could see us dropping that because it's like at this point, everyone expects us to beat the Bengals because it's like a meme. So they're probably pretty yeah. pissed about that. And I do still think um, the Bengals have a shot at the division because I agree with you, the Ravens are having a lot of problems and they're basically tied and they're both seven and four. Um, but I don't know what, which exactly game we'll lose, but I'm going to say we're going to go five and one. It's going to put us at nine and eight for the year, which a winning record is nice, but what's going to end up happening is we're going to be nine and eight. And then the number seven seed and maybe even the number six seed in the playoffs are also going to be nine and eight. And we're not going to make it in because we've lost every single out of division conference game this season. And that's our fault. If we beat the Texans, uh, on Sunday, that'll be the only conference out of the out of division game that we win this year. So it's going to end up that we're in a tiebreaker with someone from the AFC East, like the Jets, you know, Dolphins, Bills, Patriots, or the uh, Chargers, who we also lost to, and they're going to get the head-to-head tiebreaker and they're going to get into the playoffs. And like that's our fault. We lost to them. So uh, you know, it is what it is. Everyone's going to complain about it when it happens, but you know, we gave ourselves that fate if you wanted to get in the playoffs you had to beat at least like half of those teams you know you could have beaten but we didn't beat any of them which is like actually statistically kind of ridiculous if you look at it the fact that all of our wins i know there's not a ton of them but they're all either division games or nfc opponents <laughs> uh it's kind of weird but um yeah so that's my prediction five and one hopefully we get the winning record nine and eight to end the year but uh you know do not make it into the playoffs and i think deshaun will be will be really good i think he'll probably have a high number of interceptions um than usual for six games but just because he's getting back into it and then I expect him to you know have a pretty good amount of touchdowns too I think that uh Jacoby Brissett went 12 and 6 touchdown interceptions for the year I would say something similar for Deshaun just over these six games yeah I, I think that's fair um you know I don't really care if I'm right or you're right but I really hope that it doesn't end up the way that you just described it because that would just piss me <laughs> off so much. Just, just especially the, just that Jets game. If, yeah. If that Jets game was really the one that, that counted and you know kept us out of the playoffs, um, that would just send me over the edge. And that would be typical Browns, you know, halfway through the year, like, oh, yeah, playoffs, no shot. But then somehow we're right there and like, oh, well, you know, if we didn't blow these leads in these you know fourth quarters and these against these bad teams early in the year, well, we could have won. It's – that would just be such a Browns thing to do. So I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I appreciate the optimism. Obvious, that would be great, especially building his confidence going into next year, having a full off season with the team, uh, and then yeah, obviously getting improvements. I mean, with the new defensive coordinator through the draft, free agency, what have you, getting more pieces around him. Um, but yeah, I, I think. I just expect there's going to be a lot more struggles um, than successes. And I think he's going to play well, but um, I just, it's just two years off is just a long time. If it was like half a season or even a year, that's one thing. I just think two years, um, there's going to be a lot of growing pains Um, and maybe I'm underselling him. Maybe I'll be wrong. I would be glad if I am. Um, But yeah, I I just think uh, there's going to be a lot more struggles, but you know, Hey, if we go five and one, I'll I'll still be happy about it. 
All right, for sure. And the sucky part is about what I just said too. Uh, even if we go six and zero, that could still very well be the scenario <laughs> where we're ten and seven and not in the playoffs. So that's why I just Give don't. It to ourselves, like yeah, you said. that's why I just don't really have any playoff hopes unless both the Ravens and the Bengals completely fall apart. But yeah, long shot at this point. But I'll still be rooting for the Browns, obviously week to week. And this Sunday, we will be watching the game live here on the on YouTube. So make sure to check out Hot Takes on the Lake on YouTube to watch that game right along with us. Um, and thank you for watching or listening. Whatever platform you're consuming this on, make sure to subscribe so you can join us for all of our episodes on Hot Takes on the Lake. Yeah, thank you guys. We're uh, we're excited to do another live stream, and it's a big one, one we've been uh, waiting to do uh, since the you know season started, obviously. So we'll have a lot of fun doing that. We'll be live tweeting during the game as, as well. Uh, Hot Takes 216 on Twitter at how it takes on the lake on all those other social media. And um, yeah, please join us on YouTube and, you know, have a nice little watch along as, like I said, our first ever franchise quarterback, the, the era has finally begun, uh, you know, for better or worse. So we'll see how it goes and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week, but uh, enjoy the game and go Browns.